Hello, everyone. This is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So today's episode of the podcast is a little different than normal because I am sharing the audio from a webinar that I recorded a few days ago to go over the common money questions I have been getting as it relates to finances in this uncertain time, and also to talk a little bit more in depth about mental health and productivity in this season. So I had sent an email out inviting folks to this webinar. However, the webinar got really full almost immediately after we started. And so I got a lot of emails from people who wanted to join but were unable to. And that's part of why I am sharing this audio. There's also a video on YouTube of the webinar session if you prefer to watch it as a video. And during the session, as I said, I covered the common questions that have been sent to us. We got so many questions. And I also make a big announcement as it relates to making our Clever Girl Finance courses free for everyone in this season. And when you listen to or watch the webinar replay, you will hear me get emotional because I was just feeling overwhelmed by everything that is currently going on. But it was a great session and we had a lot of fun and I enjoyed just engaging with our community. And I know that for many of you in this season, you are worried, you are scared, you you know are facing a lot of uncertainty and just making our courses free is one thing we can do to support our community and stand by our mission, which is to empower women to achieve financial wellness. And so um, you'll get more details on this episode of the podcast or um, webinar replay I should say. And so I hope you enjoy listening to this and please share this episode with anyone in your community, in your network that you feel might need this information and need these resources to help them get through this season. So thank you guys so much. And I'll be back soon with new episodes of the podcast. I have a number of episodes that I cannot wait to share with you. Talk to you guys soon. So folks are dialing in from Chicago, Omaha, the Bronx, Toronto, Detroit, Dallas, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Los Angeles. So thank you everyone so much. Um, Ottawa, Mesquite, Texas, Grand Rapids, London, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, you're not far from me, Montreal, Atlanta. So thank you guys so much for joining. Um, this is a call I wanted to have just to talk about, um, you know, money and wellness and mental health. Um, you guys are all aware of what is going on right now. There is this pandemic in the world that's affecting all of us, right? And um it is, my phone fell, it is scary, it's uncomfortable. And um, a lot of people have concerns about their finances, about their well-being, about things like that. And so I just wanted to take this time this evening to have this call with you guys to talk about, you know, what's going on, to talk about um, your questions and just share the things that I'm doing um, and just hear from you guys and make everyone kind of feel comfortable because I feel like, when things are happening outside of our control, it doesn't mean that we lose control, right? There are still things that we can control internally. We can control how we react. We, we can control the environment that we create for ourselves, even though we are quarantined. Um, we can control how we talk to people, how we react to people. So I just wanted to you know, put that out there so that you guys 
understand that yes, a lot of what is happening is out of our control, but we can control how we react and we can re- we can control um, what we do. So I have a bunch of notes I wrote down of things I wanted to talk about and questions that you guys had sent. Some people actually emailed questions as well. Um, but so there are there are um, a couple of things I wanted to do as an intro to this call. So, <laughs> um, but before we kind of get into all of this, I just wanted to remind all of us to just be thankful. Like, be thankful that you are here, that you can um, join this call. Um, I know that this is very different for everybody. None of us, none of us have done this before in reality, right? And um, I've seen people posting online um, being stressed out because they can't go to work, being stressed out because their kids are home, being stressed out because they can't go to this party or that party, et cetera. But listen, we are alive. We are well. Um, I'm sure everybody on this call has some sort of food in their fridge. There's a lot of positives that we have going on compared to a lot of people. So just a reminder to be thankful in this moment, be thankful for what we have and for this opportunity, the fact that you can join this call, the fact that we have electricity, the things that we take for granted, right? Um, The fact that we are alive, right, is really important that you just acknowledge being thankful. Um, Also, I am not a health expert in any way or form, so we're not gonna be talking about um, cures (laughs) because I don't have the answers. But if you are, you know, worried about this whole pandemic, go to the CDC website, um, and I would, you know, I would minimize consumption of media because the media is doing a really great job job of creating fear and panic, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you go to the resources like the CDC website that have like the facts and the things you can do to to protect yourself, it kind of helps to minimize just the madness that the media is propagating for views, which a lot of um, platforms are doing, unfortunately, media platforms, but that's a different topic. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that um, if you have any elderly family members or neighbors or people in your community that you know, just reach out to them and check on them. Um, these are people that just, you know, they're highly susceptible to this virus and they also may not be able to just go into the grocery store and hustle right and hustle for this and hustle for that because everybody's in the grocery store losing losing their minds i was literally in the grocery store on friday and a woman was having a panic attack in the aisle she was holding a jar of laundry soap and an empty cart and she's like oh my god i need to do laundry but i don't know what to pick up and everybody's like pushing around and sometimes you know elderly people cannot they just they can't move that quickly. They can't, you know, hustle basically. So if you know anybody yet that you can help get groceries, that you can just check in on a neighbor, that you can knock on the door and just say, hey, how are you doing? I'm checking on you. Do you need anything? Just do that. I think this time, this season is, um, it's really important for us not just to be grateful, but also to be kind and also to show compassion. And this is also not the season for I told you so. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I've seen enough of these I told you so as well. You should have had the emergency savings or you should have had this blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? We are here now, right? And what happens and what matters is what we do next, what we do going forward. And that is what is really, really, really important. So I just wanted to share those things with you guys before I get into all of that. Um, into all of our questions. And I also had one announcement. Um, So personally, I 
it's been really hard for me to continue like business as usual um, because of everything that we're experiencing, right? And also everything that is happening in my household. So my mom is a healthcare professional and she's going to work every day because she takes care of sick children. Um, my husband is a physician and he was just on a call five minutes before I came on this call uh, on an emergency call at his hospital talking about coronavirus procedures and things they need to do tomorrow morning and tonight at the hospital. And, you know, like for me, just hearing my mom talk about it, hearing my husband talk about it, it's hard for me to just be like, hey, you know what, let's talk about, um, you know, that worksheet or that spreadsheet, right? It's hard. And I'm sure for many of you people, it's hard to just go about life business as usual. This is almost like our new normal. And so I've been thinking about how do I um, approach this, right? So on social media, we've been posting things to help people stay entertained, to stay productive, to work on their mental wellness. And I was thinking about what other things we can do. So we're in the process of making the courses on Cleverwell Finance free, especially in this season where a lot of people are trying to get their finances together. So if you go on the site, you will find that a lot of courses, um, we had some free courses, we've added a lot more, and we're going to be turning on the rest between today and tomorrow. So if you're in that space where you just are really struggling, you're trying to get your finances together, um, stop by tomorrow, stop by at some point, you know, maybe tonight and see if the courses have been made free. If they have not yet been made free, they will be, and then come back and register and sign up and share. And that's just um, what I feel I can do because it is so wrong for people to try to be taking, try to take advantage of people who don't have the resources, who, um, um, are sick and need medicine. Like there's no children's medicine in the stores and my kids are fine, but I know people who have, um, why am I crying? <laughs> I know people who have sick children, right? Who can't even get Motrin because, um, there's no Motrin in the stores. So again, this is just my way of doing what I can do, right? The courses are free. Um, and yeah, so it's, you know, and it's also a little overwhelming because every day I pray for my mom, I pray for my husband, they're in the, in the, they're dealing with sick people, you know, and he's very calm about it. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share that. I'm sorry I'm crying. You guys have never seen me cry, but you know, I have a lot of worries for a lot of people. Um, and I just hate that human beings have turned themselves into animals um, in a time when they should be, you know, just be kind, just be nice, just be be human, think about your neighbor, think about the people that don't have. Stop, you know, stop losing your mind in the store when you have so much at home. So anyway, that's off my chest. So I wanted to talk about um, questions that you guys had and I promised that this was going to be fun. So I'm going to make it fun. Um, <laughs> So I want to talk about questions and um, I have a list of topics from investing to um, people who are not working right now and or have limited income and just managing their bills, people who are talking about home buying, um, refinancing, and also mental health and productivity. So I'm going to go over these one by one because I know a lot of you might have similar questions, but as I cover them, please put your questions into the chat box and I'll go over them and see what I may have missed. So the first thing I think, um, which is some of the most recent, and I have questions on my phone as well that people sent, but the first thing I think, which is um, 
I'll talk about first is some of the most recent questions I've been hearing, which is about home buying and refinancing. And um, so the two most popular questions that I have gotten have been, well, um, everybody says that interest rates are low. The Fed's just dropped interest rates to zero to 0.25%, right? Should I buy a house, right? And the answer is yes, this is a great time to purchase a house. Interest rates will never probably never ever be this low. And the reason why they have done this is to stimulate the economy, to keep the economy moving. However, right, you know, I had a realtor, I heard a realtor say, say something like, oh my God, interest rates have dropped. And that means your buying power has gone up. And a lot of mortgage brokers, a lot of um, lenders, re uh, realtors will be telling you this, right? Because if your interest rates are very low, right, then it means that you can potentially afford a bigger loan because your monthly payments will be lower. However, I will caution that you want to keep your budget in mind. Don't lose your mind. Like, have you guys ever seen those um, uh, wedding shows where like Filene's basement will have a big wedding dress sale and the brides will go crazy rushing in, grabbing every dress they can find, whether it fits, it doesn't fit. Don't do that when it comes to your mortgage and buying a house. So if you're in the market to um, purchase a home, you basically want to keep your, your budget in mind. You, have to, you want to keep how much you can afford in mind, what you need your monthly payments to be after taxes in mind. Don't go by what your realtor is saying, buy the bigger house, get the, you know, the bigger mortgage because at the end of the day, you're still going to have to make those payments. Also, something that, that might be very, very popular right now, especially with super low interest rates uh, for people who don't have great credit, might be things like variable loans, which means that the loan might be fixed for like one or two years. But once that variable portion of the loan kicks in, then it can swing like crazy and you'll be stuck with monthly payments that you may not be able to afford. So if you're in the market to buy a house, yes, this is a good time. However, bring it back to realistic, focus on your budget, focus on how much you can afford to pay after taxes, keeping in mind that when you get pre-qualified, your monthly payments are going to be shown to you on that like pre-approval or plan based on your pre-tax income. You are working with your post-tax income. So you want to be very careful and very mindful with that. Like just have your budget in mind, whatever you, whatever you plan to spend before the housing market, before the Fed's dropped interest rates, then you, sh you should continue with that plan and don't get sidetracked and don't inflate your, uh, you know, your debt because everybody's excited. Okay, the other thing is around uh, refinancing. So again, this has been a really popular question. Well, you know, my interest rate is like 5%, 4%, 8%. Should I refinance? So there's a couple of things to keep in mind when it comes to refinancing. Number one, um, Again, right, interest rates are low. They're probably never going to be this low again, blah, blah, blah. But your, your refinance rate is going to be tied into your credit score. So just because the feds have dropped late rates doesn't mean that you're going to have a 0% interest 
this. It's they're going to look at your credit score, amongst other factors. Um, you also want to make sure that if you have a great credit score, this is a good time for you to refinance, that you make sure that you're refinancing into a fixed interest rate. Again, similar to buying a house, you don't want to get into any variable interest rates. You also don't want to get into any extended time frame mortgages, like a 40-year mortgage or a 50-year mortgage so that you can lower your payments in order to afford a house that in reality you really can't afford. You don't want to be paying a mortgage for 50 years. And even if you say, well, I'm going to buy this house and sell it in two years, in five years, right? The fact that you have a 50-year mortgage means that you are going to spend the bulk of the earlier time paying interest and very, very little principal because that debt is sped, spread over 40 or 50 years. And so when it comes to equity building in a home on a 50-year mortgage, it's going to be very, very low, no matter how amazing the market is. So keep that in mind. The other thing that you want to keep in mind when it comes to refinancing is the fact that you're going to have to pay refinancing costs. And this is where it gets tricky. And this is where they get you because... Refinancing costs are typically around three to six percent of your total loan. So to refinance a house that's a hundred thousand dollars, let's say five hundred thousand dollars, you may be paying up to six percent. So you want to make sure that you run your numbers, you ask your questions, like you use those free online calculators and make sure that this makes sense for your finances before you make the decision before you get into something that you're like, oh my God, you know, I thought they said interest rates were low, but this is crazy. My interest rate just swung or, you know, I have all these payments or this closing cost is crazy. Be very, very mindful. So those are the two most common questions I've been getting about home buying and refinancing. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about investing because the next topic, actually the most popular topic I have been getting questions on is about investing, investing. Like everybody is going crazy about investing. Um, I'm looking at my 401k. Um, this is really bad. Everything is falling. Um, I am, uh, you know, somebody said that this is the time to buy. What should I buy? I need to buy something now. Somebody said that this is the time to sell. What should I sell? I need to sell, blah, 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 blah. Everybody calm down. And I said this on the podcast and I said this on um, the YouTube Q&A video that I did. Everybody just needs to calm down and take a deep breath. So when it comes to investing, right, the first thing you want to keep in mind are your objectives, right? If you guys do not understand how investing works, our investing course will be free shortly. If it's not already free by tomorrow or at latest by Thursday, go and take that course. Um, understand what your objectives are. What are you investing for? If retirement is in 20 years or 30 years, if your child's college is in 10 years or 15 years, if you are investing to move to another country in five years, why are you panicking right now when you don't need that money right now, right? So you just have to let it run its course. Whether or not there was a pandemic, we were heading into a recession anyway. The stock market has been on an 11 year bull ride. If you look at economic cycles, it's inevitable that at some point we're going to go into a bear market, which is when things kind of, the market corrects itself, things kind of adjust, stock prices fall. And as an investor, your goal, right, is average 
is to invest consistently over time so that you can achieve that average rate of return, historical rate of return of the stock market, regardless of the dips and the spikes. So with recessions, with issues, you're going to see dips and spikes and dips and spikes with political climates, with pandemics like this, although most of us have never experienced something like this. None of us have at large scale with um, elections, with your country going to war, with, you know, all kinds of things, right? With, you know, bad news, um, natural disasters. It's going to, they're going to, it's going to impact the stock market with, with swings because it impacts business. But because you don't need this money right now, your goal is to get that dollar cost averaging and invest consistently over time, which means you invest when it's low, you invest when it's high, and you continue to get, you know, you continue to invest consistently to get that average rate of return on the stock market. Um, is there opportunity to invest now when the stock market is low? Yes, right? But one thing I want to tell everybody, especially if you, you don't have a very strong investing background, is that you want to focus on diversification. You should not be buying any hot stocks. My cousin said, my auntie said, I saw this, I bought that product, I'm going to buy that company stock right now. Your goal as a newbie investor, as someone who doesn't really have um, a lot of background, you're not a stock trader, you're not a day trader, right? Your goal is to diversify, right? And stay focused and stay Calm. So index funds, right? Your 401k, your mutual funds, your ETFs, those are all great places to invest. And so many of you, from the questions I've been getting, are invested in those type of vehicles. And that means there is a level of diversification. And so this is really not the time to be selling. This is, you know, a lot of people are selling in panic mode, but you're selling at a loss, right? And you haven't lost until you sell. So for those of you who are looking at your um, investments, looking down and sad, you haven't lost anything. You haven't lost anything yet because you haven't hopefully sold anything yet, right? So it's okay for you not to log into your accounts for a while. For Just set the deposit. If, if it's really stressing you out. You can minimize your um, automatic deposits. You can set up automatic deposits at a small amount. And you can just have it continue investing every two weeks, every month as you're working, right? And you don't need to log into your account, you know, for the rest of 2020, right? You don't need the money for 10 years, for 20 years, for 30 years. So why are you stressing yourself out, right? You haven't lost anything because you haven't sold anything. I'm going back to my um, to my, my statement about is there opportunity in the market? Yes, there is, right? So in a down market, you can think about it like um, the stock market is on sale, right? Which means there's opportunity to purchase stocks low so that during the upswing, during the recovery, you can amplify the rate, your rate of return on your investments. You have the opportunity to have big or very massive return, returns, right? And um, this is a great approach, right? However, a lot of people make a mistake because they try to time the market, right? So we don't know how low the market is going to go. We never know that, right? So the you hear about the stock market is crashing. It's gone lower, lowest, lowest in history. It could go even lower. We don't know that. Something could happen tomorrow, right? An election, uh, whatever, that could change the course of the stock market and cause it to fall even lower. And so right now, right, there is the opportunity because the stock market is low, but you still want to continue that consistent investing even in a low market so that as you see, the um you know the the charts in a low market that are kind of like this going down 
you are investing in a straight line, right? And um, you're making consistent investment so that regardless of how low the market goes or does not go, you're still taking advantage of investing at almost every point during this season, right? Every month, every two weeks during this season so that when that upswing, upswing happens, you still have the opportunity to get a good return. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, there's, I have no hot stock to recommend to you. <laughs> everybody that's asking me because number one, I'm not your investment advisor. Number two, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not licensed to give that information. Number three, you shouldn't be doing that right now. Right. I'm a huge fan of the Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, um, uh, approach to investing. And there's actually a really great book. So this is in our Clever Girl Finance Book Club, which you should go check out. We have a ton of books in there and it's free. It is called the three funds portfolio. I know I personally invest with a five fund for, for, with a five fund portfolio, but this is a great book. It's very basic, easy to understand. And if you open the book and you feel like, okay, this is a little bit above my head, start with the investing course on the Clever Girl Finance site first, and then come back to this. And it's kind of great timing because I have an investing book coming out this fall, right? I hope it still comes out with everything going on, but yeah. So when you think about investing, keep that in mind. Um, so let me see what questions people are asking. Okay, so Regina, you said research is powerful. You don't lose until you sell. Um, Kiara said, I have a question. I recently rolled over my 401k from a previous employer to an IRA. I never got a chance to choose my mutual funds with sitting in your money market. What should I invest in? I would recommend investing in index funds. Some really popular low-cost index funds are Vanguard funds and also um, Fidelity funds. And we have a blog post on Clarity Finance, which I'm going to look up right now and put in the post on how to set up a three-fund portfolio. Obviously, um, like I mentioned again, if you need to get expert advice on this stuff, reach out to an investment advisor and ask um, questions, but you know, this is a great time to invest regardless of what people are saying. The market might still continue to decline, right? Um, but it, you know, based on historics that at some point it's going to recover. Um, there is life after coronavirus. Um, we're not going to stay in a recession forever. Um, one thing I will keep in mind, however, is that the recovery can take time. It can take months. It can take years. And that is why investing is a long-term strategy. And that is why you want to be diversified. So once you know what your objectives are, let's say you want to invest um, for the next 20 years because your goal is in 20 years. Your goal is that as you approach your timeline, you start to get less aggressive and more conservative. And the way you get more conservative conservative is by considering cash and bonds. And a simple rule of thumb is 100 minus your age. So if you are 30 years old, 100 minus your age is 70. So that is a rule of thumb that you can have 70% in stocks and 30% in bonds and then invest that way. And if you feel like 7% of stocks is too much, right, then adjust it accordingly. And what you can do using this rule of thumb is that every year as you get older by a year, you adjust and rebalance your portfolio accordingly. So when you become 31, then you make your investments in stocks 69% and your bonds 31%, for example. There are some people who just like to have, you know, 50% in stocks, 50% in bonds. 
more conservative. Some people just want to have even splits, like one third in stocks, one third in bonds, one third in cash. Again, do what's most comfortable. However, like I mentioned, this, there's always the opportunity to sit with a financial planner um, to ask questions and to help you create a plan based on your objectives, based on your life goals, and based on your risk tolerance. Um, I don't have any planners to advise, to, uh, to um, recommend to you guys, but if you look in the Clever Finance course, there is a section on questions to ask a financial planner to help you make that decision. And the most important question is that you want to make sure that this financial planner is not um, selling you products just to get a, com a commission. You want to make sure that they are a fiduciary, right? And you want to make sure that, um, uh, which means they're acting in your own interest and they are licensed to give you that advice. So your cousin, um, your best friend, your boyfriend, even your husband, mm-mm, right? You know, they may think they have some really good advice, but um, make sure you, you read up and get your facts straight before you start taking other people's advice. Because I've been seeing some really on Instagram, some really like advice that has been giving me like heart palpitations. And I want to be like, oh my God, stop. But I'm like, well, I mind your business, you know, just. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so somebody said, should I stop contributing to your 401k, to my 401k? Um, no, but again, bring it back to your personal perspective. Um, yeah, you want to focus on what makes you most comfortable. If contributing to your 401k right now is causing you not to sleep at night and you're okay with not taking advantage of the opportunity to invest consistently over time right now because of your peace of mind, that is okay. Um, I would suggest continue to contribute to your 401k. You may want to reduce your contributions, but keep in mind that you're contributing long-term. And if you know that you don't have a long-term timeline, you need your money within the next five years, then your money should not be in a 401k or in any kind of investment. It shouldn't be in a house. It shouldn't be in a business. It should be in cash. It should be in certificate of deposits and things like that, right? Um, okay, so another the other questions I've been getting have been, have been around job losses and limited income. Um, so a lot of people have said that, you know, I'm worried that I may lose my job. I work in the travel industry. I work in, I, I work in an industry that requires a lot of in-person interactions. Um, I feel like I may be getting laid off or they've cut my hours. I'm an hourly employee and I cannot pay my bill, my bills. So in this point where there is a pandemic, um, where there is, you know, a global issue affecting all of us, um, you want to be able to survive. You want to be able to buy your essentials. You want to be able to, you know, eat and have shelter over your head. And so one of the first things you want to make sure that you have in place is an, is an emergency fund, right? So if you have an emergency fund, you can tap into that. So I'm just going to have you guys mute again, if you don't mind, so that everyone else can still hear me. Okay. So if you have an emergency fund and, you know, you have a loss of income, then that's something you can tap into while you try to figure out um, 
um, increasing your income, right? Um, however, a lot of people don't have this emergency fund. And so in order to purchase your, your essentials, a lot of people are having to rely on credit. And for right now, that is okay. If you need to buy food in your house, you need to buy, buy food for your kids and you just don't have the cash and there's no income coming in, definitely leverage your credit cards. But the idea is that you want to create a plan to build repaying that balance into your next budget, into when you start getting your next paycheck, right? And you also want to be intentional. Just because you have access to a line of credit does not mean that you go and buy whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, right? It means that you buy with intention what you really need and then focus on paying that back, right? Some people, that is their only option. And then based on that, given this experience, your goal is is to go ahead and open up an emergency fund. And this means if you can only put in $1 this week into that fund, you want to put that $1. You can put in $5 next week, you want to put that $5 in. And people will say, well, that's not a lot of money. It's not going to add up. I need a lot of things in my emergency fund. I need a lot of money in my emergency fund. Bring it back to what your emergency fund should be. It should be for your core essentials. This is not you know, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, getting my blah, blah, blah. This is for food, shelter, and transportation to get to where you need to go. And so build the habit of consistency first with those small amounts. And then over time, as you get back on track with your income, as your income starts to increase, then build higher amounts into your budget. Um, this is not the time for miscellaneous spending. Honestly, guys, um, you know, this is not the time for, you know, the things that you would typically do because nobody's out on the streets doing these things, right? You want to keep your money. You want to keep you know, the things that you need in your home so that you can get through this period. And so this is an opportunity for you to sit down and lay out your plans and lay out your goals. Even if the money is not coming in right now, you can create the plan so that once things start getting better, you can hit the ground running. The other thing I will say is that if you're unable to pay your bills, communicate with your creditors, communicate with the people that you owe the bill to, pick up your phone, call them, send the email. Many, many people, most people are being accommodating right now. Yes, there are people who are still trying to profit off of this, but guess what? Priorities first, your family safety, food in your house, that comes first. And then hopefully, right, we're able to get through this where it doesn't impact your credit, it doesn't go to collections. But if it does, then when we get to that point, when you get to that point, then create a plan. Put this down on paper. All of us are home. Most of us are home right now, right? Uh, or are going to be home soon. And so if you have time, get your notebook out, get your pen out, take a course, read some books, create the plan and start thinking about ways to get out of this situation. Don't just sit down on Instagram and woe is me and like laugh at all the coronavirus jokes, but like create a plan, you know? And yes, you can laugh. We need humor. We need things to make us take our head out of this space, but don't spend all your time wasting your time, right? Find things to do. And I said at the beginning that a lot of people on here have kids. Like for me, my kids are home and it's hard for me to work at home, but I'm being intentional, which means that I'm going to work when they go to bed late at night and I'm going to wake earlier. And this takes me back to the beginning of my hustle with Clever Finance, where I would go to work all day, 
come home, put my kids to bed and stay up all night, right? And, you know, get up, get them ready for school and then go to work all day again. We can do things for short amount of times. We can get outside our comfort zone for short amounts of time. So don't make excuses. We don't have time for excuses right now, right? And if there is anything I can use to motivate you is that is that there's a study uh, document I read that was really, really insightful. With when you think about successful people, wealthy people, um, people who who we look at that are doing so well, the highest instance of multimillionaires and successful businesses, right, have come from situations, from financial crisis, from downturns, from economic crisis, and this is because when push comes to shove. When things get difficult, people get creative. People get out of their comfort zone and start wasting time and they start to face the reality of their situation and they want to change their situation and they do what they need to do to make things change. If you've been struggling with self-discipline, this is a great time to focus on your self-discipline. If you've been struggling with budgeting, this is a great time to challenge yourself to master your budget. If you've been struggling with getting a certification so you can get a better paying job, this is a great time to sit down in the middle of the night where your kids are sleeping and get that certification and get that better paying job when things turn around. So again, don't waste your time wasting time looking at what other people are doing online. Hee hee hee, ha ha ha. Like you want to take advantage of this opportunity. Yes, it is not a good situation, but like I said, you can take control of your reaction your time, the way you respond, the way you talk, the things that you do, even though everything else outside of your house is going crazy. So keep that in mind. Somebody said, would it be smart to continue paying on student loans even with the interest freeze? So um, debt is still debt and debt still has to be paid. But in this instance, when if you have any uncertainty with your job, I would say make sure that you have your ducks in a row. Make sure your essentials are covered. Make sure your emergency fund, at least to whether you through a couple months, is covered. And then continue to focus on paying, paying down your debt, right? Um, imagine if you were in this instance and you had paid off your highest interest debt, then you'd have other cash to put towards other things. So continue to focus on paying down debt, but make sure that your core priorities, which are your well, your, your well-being, your safety, your essentials are in place. Um, so keep that in mind. So Susan, you said, I tried a budget but failed. And I'm currently putting my change in the bottle. That's great. That's a great way to start building consistency, even if it's small. And um, I work and sell jewelry. So in, so in that case, I'm a multitask mistress. How do I balance that? Because I feel like I'm organized from the beginning. Get out your paper, get out your pen, open up your spreadsheets and create a plan. This is a perfect time if you struggle with budgeting to test out different budgeting methods. Listen, we have nothing but time right now, right? Your boss is not here to look at what you're doing in your queue. Get your phone out, go find all the popular budgeting apps and download all of them. Delete, delete, delete until you find one that works. You don't like the app? Well, on Monday next week, guess what? Get an Excel spreadsheet, get a Google numbers or Google whatever it is spreadsheet and use, you know, find a budgeting template. We have one in the worksheets library, which is free. Test it out. You don't like that? Delete. Get out a notebook and say, okay, I'm going to try to budget with pen and paper. While I like this, you have found your budgeting method. Stick with that and continue to work through it. And keep in mind that budgeting is about progress, not perfection. In this season, any ideas you have about perfection, throw it away. Listen, I was just crying 
on a webinar that I'm gonna put on YouTube. Seriously, throw perfection into the trash. Your goal right now is progress, progress. Every action that you can take to lead you towards your goal of becoming better at money, of becoming better with self-discipline, of becoming a better investor, of becoming a better person, take the action. If you fall, if you fail, take the assessment, do an assessment, see, Paula, you said cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> do an assessment and see what you can improve the next day and continue to take that action. Really important. Okay, so... I think I've gone through most of the general questions, but I wanted to talk about mental health because listen, when you're in a house all day, you can lose your mind and it can make you go crazy. Um, and we don't want that. So for me personally, um, I'll be honest and tell you that I'm struggling because I have six-year-old twins and when they're home, you know, Jesus, um, it is a lot. They tell you that God will not give you more than you can handle. And I know that I can handle these babies, but sometimes listen, right? Mom, 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 I want this, or they're fighting, or it's this, or it's that, and I can't work, and it's this, and it's that. And I'm trying to be the homeschooler and give them a sense of routine, right? So when it comes to your mental health, find a few moments for yourself. So like I said, I'm waking up earlier, right? In the morning to do things. Pray, meditate, journal, even if it's 10 minutes before your kids wake up, even if it's 10 minutes before your your house comes on, just find some time to, to take for yourself. One of my friends, I don't think she's on this call, um, she goes into her closet, right? There's a, there's a closet back there. I can't fit into it, but if you have one, go hide in the closet, get your, your light, your torchlight, whatever it is, your lamp, and just give yourself 10 minutes, right? The first two episodes of the Clever Girl Finance podcast, I recorded them in my closet in my bedroom. You would never know that, but you know, sometimes you just have to get in your closet, like lock yourself in the bathroom, whatever it is, um, and just take time for yourself. The other thing is that you don't need to be turned on to the world all the time. You don't need CNN or Fox News on the TV 24-7. You don't know, you don't need Instagram right next to your brain. Those are my kids, by the way. You don't need Instagram right, right next to your brain while you were reading a book. You don't need to be turned on all the time. It's okay to disconnect. It's okay to turn off the news. It's okay to put on some music. It's okay to get a fiction book and act like none of this is happening for a few minutes. This will all help you maintain your sanity. Honestly, I promise you, like once I'm done with this, right, I'm gonna go watch on Amazon Prime, The Expanse. Um, I love anything that's sci-fi um, or fiction. So I'm gonna go do that. Allison, you just said that um, Peloton has free classes for 30 days. Um, Kiva, you said cleaning your house, making a pile to donate. Um, I posted, if you have small children, I posted some resources today on the Clever World Finance page of things that you can do online classes and things like that with your kids, your zoo camps. And honestly, you know, we've all gotten, a lot of us have gotten homeschool curriculums and I'm doing a modified version of that curriculum because it's a lot and, you know, I'm tired <laughs> and it's okay to let your kids stay on their iPads if they need to, if you need it, it's okay. Like there are the super moms on the gram and online that are like, do, 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 do do that. You're a bad mother. Well, you know, well, good for you and your great motherhood, but I'm just trying to create a sane environment and also make my kids feel I don't want them to feel afraid of what's happening, right? I want them to have a sense of normalcy in their life. So another thing that's really good is 
have a schedule, right? So yesterday I said, I stayed in my pajamas all day long and I got to the end of the day and I was like, what am I doing? So today I got up, I showered, I combed my hair, I put on some makeup and I was like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere, but I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to do stuff. And I got my kids dressed and we did schoolwork and we watched TV and we did all kinds of things and we cooked and I, you know, all kinds of things. And, you know, depending where you live, you can go for a walk. Um, Yesterday I took my kids out to ride their bikes and I took a picture, you know, like there are like little things that you can do to kind of have a sense of just normal in this new normal. So find ways to prioritize your mental health. It's really important. Find ways to take time out for yourself, find ways to disconnect. Um, and don't over manage expectations during this season. Um, take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on your, your, your partners, your spouses, your kids, um, and just try to make this despite what's going on, try to make the best of this situation. So again, I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys feel a little bit better about everything that's going on. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for being here and for joining me. I know that I was a little, you know, a bit all over the place, but it is what it is, you know, and we're all trying to get, get through this and we will get through this together. So Thank you guys so much for being here and I will talk to you guys soon. And I will send a replay out in an email tomorrow at some point. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Good night, everyone. Thank you.